The Spanish Announce Table. We've reached episode 256 of the Spanish Announce Table. Tom, do you know what that means? That it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, and this is the best podcast recorded on a Wednesday. Thanks for hitting that up, uh, setting it up on the tee for me to hit up there, Tom. Uh, what, what's the how? How are you, Tom? Besides the neck, this neck is feeling better. Neck is getting uh, better every day. Um, just kind of in the rut and in the you know muck of it all, just getting through it. Right, like I'm in the middle of it. I'm almost there. I'm on the tail end, hopefully, of recovery. Then I got some physical therapy. But overall, feeling, you know, about how I do every day, uncomfortable. Um, and I feel like I'm being slowly choked all the time because this neck collar is tight. Well, yeah, you can't have it loose. You got to. Not have it loose. Mm-hmm. Although I am sleeping in a bed now, so that's good. I got a pregnancy pillow, uh, courtesy of one of Emily's sis- sisters-in-law's. Uh, so I'm using that. So I am able to sleep on my side, which is good. So the lower back isn't just being constantly pressured on throughout mm-hmm. the night. So that was cool. How does getting a shirt on and off now that I'm looking at this thing, that's got to be somewhat difficult. Oh, that was one of my first goals. I, I can do that pretty well now. Right. So I take it off. Well, Emily will take off the neck collar for me and then I will gut through getting the shirt on. Oh, so you take the neck collar off to get the shirt on. Well, Sometimes you can put it on over, right? right? But I don't have too many shirts that have that huge, right. you know, yeah, you like don't stretch I don't have, right. I don't have, a, yeah, I don't want to stretch the neck of my shirts and I also don't have a lot of button ups. So right. there's not really ones I can, you know, keep loose like that. So I was like, I'm, I don't want to stretch any of my nice shirts, you know, you and my polos. and t-shirts. Polos. Yeah. Nice. And so, polos. uh, I've been taking this off and then putting on a t-shirt, then putting it back on, mm-hmm. but I'm able to sleep on my side. That's so been how- how does getting that go me, uh, then? When, the, when the collar's off, are you worried like, oh shit, I'm gonna? No, I mean, I just I stay pretty stable, and I put my arms kind of at like a, a 75 degree yeah. angle, you know, and then just yeah. whoop, throw it on. Okay. It, it's yeah. not fun. There's there's a discomfort. Comes definitely. Running in and clips you at the back of the knees, and then everything's fucked. Then everything's done. Yeah. Um, it's discomfort for sure. I'm not saying in any way like, Oh, it's easy. I'm putting on shirts. No, no, every day sucks. Um, but it's getting better. It doesn't suck as much as it did yesterday. That's the good thing. Yeah. And you still got, I mean, not to be the, you know, not to keep pounding the, here's what sucks a drum, but you still got a ways to go in this thing yet. Huh? In the, in the got a month, still got a month. All right. Well, third of the way done then. Sure. Hopefully. Well, if I, uh, if I, uh, need surgery, then man, I'm not even 10% done. <laughs> then I got to wear it after next surgery. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's rough. You're like nine months in this in the well, son of a bitch, right, but so we'll see. Outside of that, did you have any fun activities or anything this week? Or... You know what? Uh, I did not, I, I, I took part in, the goal of another person. And that other person was Emily. Emily is a great, fantastic baker. However, she had been wanting to make a London fog cake for some time. Finally did. And I was on, uh, the other end of that cake, uh, reaping the benefits, ate it. It was delicious. For those who do not know what a London fog cake is, has a little bit of coffee, has a little bit of caramel, has a little bit of, uh, tea, has a little bit of chocolate, it is fantastic. That's Emily so did good. very, very well. She did spectacular. Also, um, may have mentioned it last week, but to follow up on it, if I did, and if not, 
here's news. Uh, my company was named one of the 10 best small companies in uh, Kansas City. And we were interviewed this week to say, like, what's the culture like at the company? What's uh, the benefits of here? What are some of the struggles of being in a small business? Yada, yada, yada. We're up against some companies such as Charlie Hustle, if you know Charlie Hustle. Yeah. Uh, Rip, Ripple Glass, another one here in Kansas City that's making waves nationally. Um, so we are very uh, fortunate to be a part of those groups. But we got interviewed, so uh, shared our culture and stuff like that. Also – I've been training new hires. We've expanded our team. We doubled in size. So now I have an employee that works underneath me, not physically, but uh, in the hierarchy of the company. Um, so I'm training her, uh, getting her up to speed. She's able to like, she's really sharp. Her name is, her name is Emily as well, but her name uh, is Emily. Her initials are E E E. And so I've been having her try to do the EC three, you know, the EC, how he puts the three across his chest. I've been yeah. having her try to do that across her shoulder, like, mm-hmm. cause you know, the chest would be inappropriate, right. but like just across the shoulder and she's, yeah, she's kind of catching on. Yeah, We're going to get that. Know, We're going to get that to work. We're going well, to show her EC three. She might catch on. Maybe definitely. Uh, so yeah, it hasn't been the most, um, uh, what should I say? Spectacular weeks in my life, but it hasn't sucked. I'm getting better. That's the most important mm-hmm. thing. What about you? What's new with you? Um, uh, started uh, the side gig at a friend of the show, Dustin Kaufman's new uh, comedy club. He opened the doors uh, to the public for the first time uh, last weekend. Well, Thursday through Saturday, I was there and uh, running the sound for him. And um, it, uh, oh, it, it was crazy, Tom. So he's still. He's had to push back due to, you know, they had to get rid of a contractor and then had to get somebody else on board, right? And then he's mm-hmm. run into having to wait on inspections and that kind of stuff, you know? Um, so, like, they passed their final fire inspection three hours before they opened the door. Uh, they could, they're still awaiting their health inspection, so they couldn't serve food. So they had to go, like, buy a bunch of, like, snacks or just give away for free. You know what I mean? Like, but they paid this comics and they're ready to go, right? And they're like... Well, we might as well offer up, you know what I mean? People to, you know, come in. So, um, but now they've got like the weekend shows were still great. I mean, they, the Saturday night, the first show was damn near sold out. Um, great guy, Colin Kane. I don't know if you've heard of this guy. He's an insult comic. Okay. And I, Tom, he's amazing at it. He, everybody in the room, he could just roast. I mean, without fail, uh, he was super funny, and he would engage people. He'd do the bits where he'd call somebody on the phone, you know, like an unexpected, uh, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, family member and stuff like that. Like, he was just great, like uh, on spot all the time. Uh, his opening act was Gary Michael Anderson. These guys are out of California. Uh, he was super funny. And then there was local comedian Andrea Kaspari, uh, funniest. Okay. She's also a high school English teacher. Uh, so that's fun. Some fun stories in that. So uh, it, was, it was really cool, though. It was fun. You know, I like uh, – stand-up comedy is probably – if there was two loves, there was in in the arts. It was pro wrestling and stand up comedy. So I'm a big fan of this. All right, I, like, I want. Uh, I'd like to know what that uh, insult guy. I'd like to know his insults because I got some oh, good ones. Man, he well, I mean, so he would just well, so he'd just start asking audience members questions. You got to watch some of this guy's stuff. Find him on YouTube, Colin Kane, and um, he would just like. Well, it just started out like right out the gate. Like I knew he was an insult comic, so I, like I understand, right? It comes mm-hmm. right out the gate. So I'm running the sound, right? And he comes out. It's his like he's the last guy, right? He's the main eventer, and he's 
He's like, yeah, keep it going. So, like, he's doing the keep it going. So, I'm, Dustin's over at the sound booth, and he's like, tell me to keep the music cranked up, right? Don't be fading it down, right? So, I'm cranking it up, and I'm looking at Dustin. He's, like, giving me the thumbs up. And then I look back at the stage, and Colin's over there, like, telling me to turn it down. And then he finally he's like, hey, yeah, no, you can turn it off now. And he's like, great, we got a fucking retarded guy working in the in the sound booth over here. I mean, it just starts, right? And I'm like, hey. And I was like, oh, yeah, all right. It's, yeah, all right. He's a fucking... Right, yeah, that's what he does. And, I, God, I can't even, like, remember some of this. But, I mean, they were ragging on the club because the club's in the state it's in, right? Like, it's in a half uh, mm-hmm. ready to open, right? And so oh, yeah. the opener, Gary Michael Anderson, he opened with his fun line was he was like, he was like, there's a there's a hacky joke that we do as stand-up comedians uh, when there's a really shitty club that we're working in. And he's like, but this time I can say it with all sincerity that this club's going to be really nice when they finish it. He was like, normally, and he was like, in all seriousness, this one, they're just not finished. He was like, this place is going to be amazing, but yeah. Not now. He was like, he was like, you guys look real cute with all your chips and soda. It looks like a middle school football game out here, right? So, which, you know what I mean? Dustin was kind of pissed about all that scenario, but you know, you do what you got to do, man. The joys of entrepreneurship, you get curved balls and, and you got to roll That's with what it. what happens. But, but they do have the liquor license now, right? So the, they're still in the process of getting the health license and the kitchen open and all that. Um, so if you're planning on going now, you'll want to eat before or there's a place right next door. But they do have adult beverages now ready to go and the bar open. So so they're getting there, right? But Dustin Coffin, it's called the Comedy Club of Kansas City. If anybody's in the area, go check it out. Andy's a big pro wrestling fan, so any pro pro wrestling wrestling fans that are listening Mm -hmm. in Kansas City, go support a fellow pro wrestling fan. uh, Support the community. In the sound booth, he he was like, he was like, oh man, I forgot a mic back here for the sound booth for a you know backstage mic, and I was like, uh, well, we kind of need that, right? If I'm supposed to be announcing, you know, the start of the shows and all that, and uh, he was like, yeah, there's mics upstairs. Uh, He's got like upstairs, you know, storage area. And I go running up there, and he's like, it's my old podcast box because he had a pro wrestling podcast and a comedy podcast. And I go find his box, and he's got all these little wrestling figurines. And so I take them all down there, and I've got them all lined up now in the, in the sound booth, right? Like I like it. Good for you. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. He was like, I love that. You want more wrestlers in here? I was like, yes, I do. And he's like, all right, I got you. He's got, in his home studio, his walls are lined with, he's like a collector, right? He's got in the box mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. toys lined in the walls and stuff. He's even got one that's an NXT. Uh, it's one of the AOP guys, but the mm-hmm. box says Bobby Roode. He's got that yeah. hanging on the wall, right? Awesome. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not Bobby Roode. So, yeah, Dustin Coffey coming to Kansas City. That was the most of it. We we went back to uh, Swim Trunk, had his first soccer game back from being grounded. Uh, Swim Trunk, we'll say we'll spare the details of why he was grounded and had to miss soccer uh, the previous weekend. But Coach was like, oh, this is your first game back, huh? Cause it was at halftime after they were like they were talking. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, good, because you get to run the whole second half with no subs then. <laughs> I was like, oh, Did he come out with aggression? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, man, he played the whole time. And then so next game he was asking, he was like, Can I play the whole second half again? We we're like, No, we gotta rotate kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, he thought it was a play. punishment and it was yeah. yeah, thought it was a punishment and actually it wasn't. He loves it because that's all he wants to do. He wants to play. That's he's starting to like the indoor more because there's more of that, right? You're you're playing more, you're not standing around you know what I mean? It's just it's a different game of soccer, right? So, oh yeah, so. it's a better game of soccer. Yeah, so there was that and then other than that, man, that, you know, just living, living, living. But, well, hey. Man, yeah. You mentioned you mentioned AOP. Mm-hmm. Uh, funny they haven't been on our TV in a while. Yep. Uh, that brings us into the world of pro wrestling uh, because who knows if they were part of the superstar shakeup, which was the week in WWE. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Tim, let's get into our general thoughts because we're going to make this one a quick one. Uh, this 
evening. So the general thoughts of the Superstar Shakeup. What did you think of both shows, kind of generally speaking? Any moves that surprised you? The I was surprised when I when I saw AJ Styles going right. Uh, okay. To Raw, but then I thought, no, nah, that makes sense, right? Because they typically would do that, right? If somebody was the main guy and had his run and beat everybody, well, then we can't leave him there because you know there's going to be one or two that come over, right? So that's not really going to do anything. You got to move him over to the next thing, right? So the Roman AJ Styles swap, I like that one was kind of like okay. I can roll with this. Mm. That'll be a different feel for each of them. So that one stuck out. Um, Lars was on both, but they keep with WWE. But they said he was on SmackDown. Right. They but said they he said he was on SmackDown. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Um, I'm I'm kind of getting behind the Lars. Right. He does. He looks like a freak. Looks like a circus act that escaped and he's just beating people up. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, ugh. It well, like I like the people that he is beating up. Well, yeah, but I like the people that he is beating up. If you know, yeah. it's Kurt Angle. Uh-huh. It's Ray Mysterio. It's our truth. It's like the it's like the SmackDown roster of two thousand five. Right. And so I like that aspect of it. Uh, I thought you know it was really fun. Uh, I always like Superstar Shakeup just because it adds a sense of unpredictability. The only thing I wish is that the characters that were or excuse me the wrestlers that were moving shows could have been introduced in a different format than just. Hey, it's a person, right? right? Like remember last year's superstar shakeup when Daniel Bryan uh, got cleared to come back to wrestle and his last act as general manager was requesting that raw trade uh, Miz to SmackDown because he wanted to punch him in the face. Like that gave us a reason and an understanding of why Miz was going over to SmackDown. Now I'm not saying you had to do that every single time. I did enjoy the, Oh wow. It's, you know, Finn Balor on SmackDown. But I wish there was a little bit more storyline with some of them, right? Have Rey Mysterio uh, request to go to Raw because he still needs um, vengeance on Andrade or something to that effect to where there's a little bit more storyline than just the guys on a new show, the girls on the other show. That was my only criticism of how they did it with every single person. With that being said, though, I did enjoy the tease from Vince McMahon saying the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history was coming. Now, to him, it was Elias, which was funny, but then it turns out to be Roman Reigns. And so that was good. That was a great cherry on the cherry on the top of what was the superstar shakedown or uh, shake up. So I, I enjoyed that. But do you want to kind of break down wrong, get into SmackDown kind of typically how we usually do it? The superstar shakeup was throughout the week, Tom. We had Raw. Uh, kicking it off, they bring out Stephanie and Shane, right? They're out there. Shane's doing his heel thing. I guess he's speaking French, I guess. I don't you know. Um, uh, what would you think of that segment? I mean, I, I like that the McMahons are on the same side now, although that's it's weird that, hey, we're just friends now because you did a bad thing to Miz, a guy we don't even really like. Right. Uh, I thought the segment was a little weak. Um I don't know. Stephanie, I never get like, I never know what she's doing. She's I'm ambivalent towards the McMahons right now because they're so vague in what they are. It's they're just plug and play, right? We need a villain. We'll be the villain. We need a baby face. We'll be the baby face. And so you're just flipping and flopping. You're like the big show. So then I just don't care. Right. And so when they came out, 
it just made me go like, I don't care. Now, Miz coming out made a little bit more sense. So they're going to continue that. But now on Raw, and again, that doesn't like, I don't know why, right? Like, that's a good storyline. I guess, you know, you need three hours to fill on Raw. So you have a built-in storyline. So you don't have to do a lot of legwork. So you can just add segments to what's already an existing storyline. But why would you move Miz from a story? Like, if we're kayfabe here, right? Like, what was the reason of moving him? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's you were, true. You rewarded him by going yeah. to the A show. And so what was – it was just he shows up. Well, who made I, the change? Yeah, I get that some of it is just, hey, corporate came down and said you're on this brand now. You know, I get some of that. But, yeah, you're right. When somebody's deep in a story, like seemingly in the middle of it. But I think some of that's what they want. I want you. I want them – or they want you thinking, well, they're in a storyline. They won't switch them. What? Right? Like, oh, I got to tune in to see what Well, you know what would have been really cool? And again, I don't know the backstage of it. So tweet the table and tell me I'm dumb or whatever. I don't care. But you really want to have fun with the superstar shakeup where you say all brands, every talent is up for being traded. Have Shane bully the Miz and send the Miz down to NXT. Right? right yeah. Like, that would make more sense. Like, hey, you know, you lost to me at WrestleMania. You proved that you're not even main event worthy. Go back to NXT. And then you could do. You could be like, I'm a 40-year-old man. Look at me. Yeah. Well, and you could have Miz win a match to get out of NXT, right? Like, blah, blah, blah. You, you could get him back on the main roster. But that's what I'm saying. Punish him. What you did, again, if we're all thinking this is real, is you rewarded him by saying, now you're on the premier flagship show. What? Right. That make no fucking sense. Right. Well, what also doesn't make sense is the War Raiders are now the Viking Experience. They both have new names. Uh, they're on Raw, even though they're in the NXT Tag Team Champions, and they're taking on Ryder and Hawkins and Blackashay, who is now officially on Raw. Uh, the War Raiders thing I just don't get, man. I get when you're bringing some folks in and you want to change the name up a little bit. I get the War Machine to War Raiders thing, but... Now I don't get it. You're already under the WWE umbrella. Why did they have to change their name? What? Yeah, we that's all know the part. Who they are. It's so weird. Yeah, that's the part that I think is the most frustrating. Is like you said to to further your point. It'd be one thing if it came from the independents and hey, we want to own this name, but you own the name of War Raiders. And that was your, your trademark. Yeah. They're your active champions on another brand. Are they going to be the War Raiders on NXT and the Vikings? No. Yeah. Like, exactly. What's going on? Doesn't here? make sense. Yeah. That's the part. And, you know, even to a to go to a little bit more of a corporate uh, answer, I think. I would understand it a little bit because you're saying Raw is the PG show. We can't have the name war in it, even though Raw is war. used to be a thing for many years. We're going to say war can't say. Well, exactly. Or why not have them have a manager that says this is a new team to meet the new competition, right? Have an understanding of why the name has changed. That's where I – again, the small detail of, okay, you're going to change the name again – the real reason is because we can't have war being said on a three hour show that has Mattel sponsorship. Okay. But give me the reason why it was changed. And furthermore, their names were, their names were changed. Yeah. It's Hanson and now Igor. What, what was wrong? Like, so now again, like you said, they're going to go back to NXT and be like, Hanson, no, it's Igor. Why? You know, like that's so stupid. That's the reason I think we hated the name change. 
Yeah. No, it's bad. It's not good. It's really not good. Um, yeah, they're calling them. What are they calling them now? It's it's Ivar and Eric with a K. Yeah. They tried Eric Rowan with a K also, and now he's just Rowan. They want. They really want that Eric with a K. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, that's why I think it was shit on so much, though. They as a team are really cool, yeah. right? They, you know what it is? Is like look- Vince really wanted to name Sharing Shane Eric with a K, and Linda was like, "No, that's stupid." And he's like, "I'll show you, stupid." Yeah, everyone's gonna be Eric with a K. <laughs> but I, I, again, the name change would have been cool if you given me a reason. A manager says something, or they say something. Changing just, the, their individual names makes zero sense at all. I do not understand that in the slightest. And again, to further your point, it was names that you already gave them. Uh, ha- at Mr. Fourth Row on Twitter, uh, and you too, the listener at home, can play along at Twitter. Hashtag tweet the table. He says, at, at Mr. Fourth Row says, the Viking experience sounds like something I would enter a contest to win with included airfare from Scandinavian Air. Hashtag tweet the table. Uh, yeah, I, the name, the Velveteen Dream, and, and you know what I mean. The, the like his whole experience, like that, fits that thing. But this does not. No Vikings would be calling anything an experience. Like they don't like it. Just the Viking Raiders. Like if you had to have the Viking term in there, right? Or the Viking. Machine. Or you had to take war out. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like if you had to take war out, like I, what I don't get it. I really maybe it was just a copyrightable thing that they want I, you know who knows maybe they don't have the full war rate maybe they're like oh we better i don't uh, know it, it it was a big for the first impression of the superstar shakeup. it was a big miss for call me call them the vikings that would be 10 times better mm-hmm. at least we I agree like that's pretty on the nose but whatever <laughs> you know like, yeah mm-hmm. whatever all right let's get back to raw here um Oh yeah, Finn Balor and Andrade. So Andrade's there now. Oh, what, what what we didn't hit on when we were running down the the shakeup is that no married couples were affected by it. Um, being that they weren't split, but Andrade and Charlotte are now split shortly after they announced that they were a exclusive couple. So there's that. Mm, but Andrade got a win over Finn Balor, so maybe there's a little bit more of like the hey, they already traveled together as it is. So because who knows, Charlotte was backstage, and maybe on Tuesday Andrade still backstage. You know, like they could still be traveling the same schedule. Uh, but yeah, I found that interesting. Naomi and the Usos went to Raw, not just one or other. Well, they just um, had a contract deal. He might have been able to work that in, saying hey, right, you know. exactly. Uh but with this, I thought it was a good win. Again, Andrade, I think, is really good. Uh, that little uh, uh, flip into a backflip kick on Finn Balor, I thought was a cool spot. Uh, I like I, – you know what it almost made me think of? Because how Zelina helped Andrade get the victory and how they featured her doing that to Finn and that's what catapulted Andrade to get the win. It had hints and shades – of uh sa rios and lita mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. like when lita it was like no we like this lita and SA rios was good there's nothing wrong with them he did really fun moves and all that stuff but soon enough a couple months later it was more lita and then we don't yeah. see zelina vega this andrade just feels like their next attempt at alberto del rio to me like and just like they're they just like oh here's a handsome mexican and we're like, eh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get that. Now, I will say um, uh, 
his in-ring ability is very, oh, very good. So, very good. You know, oh, yeah. No, oh, he's very good. Way oh, better than wrong, Alberto yeah. De Rio is what I'm saying. He's, you know, younger, better wrestler. But, yeah. And they need to keep I just Zelina hope, as his deal. They, she needs to be leading But I just hope line. that he doesn't get S.A. Rios. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Rusev managed to avoid that because Lana was on fire, and we were about to be like, who cares about Rusev? And then now she's a switched up. Right. She could go away, and we wouldn't care. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, huh. All right. Then, well, because she, she went from, like, this, you know, cold, manipulative, uh, stonewall bitch to, like, a fly girl that used to be on yeah. In Living Color. Yeah, like, what the fuck did happen? To a to a comedy character. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then the Lars Sullivan thing. So uh, Elias is out there. You know, Lars comes out. Rey Mysterio, he beats him. Or, well, it's Rey Mysterio, and then Lars comes out to beat him up, right? Um, we talked a whole lot about Lars earlier. Uh, at Chris Mercado 23 says, is Lars Sullivan trying to be a modern legend killer? Hashtag tweet the table, which is kind of what you hit on. You think that's an angle they're actually doing, or it just happened? Sure hope so. It would be cool, wouldn't it? Because he would be a baby face to me in about three seconds. <laughs> like, I love it. Get rid of these old people. Next is Randy Orton. That should be his first program. Legend Killer versus Legend Killer. That could be right? good. Just fucking let's do it. Well, Pull the that's trigger. Who, no, that's who it's got to build up to, right? Yeah, so he's got to like Do you think anything can build in this fucking writing team? Do well, you think anything can build? That's what we're suggesting, right? And I know you're listening. Right. I know you're listening, Vince. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vince listens, right? Uh, the Usos came out and take on for the last time the tag team of Chad Gable and Bobby Roode because who went? Gable went to SmackDown. Which I think is awesome. Gable should be the United States champion. I think the Olympic hero thing with the uh, United States champion, I, I think him and Samoa Doe should have programmed yesterday. I think that's money right well, there. With the Usos being the t- uh, on raw i think that's perfect because they are the best tag team and again if you're saying raw is the flagship show you need to have the best tag team the tag team division on raw is a clusterfuck mess so it needs some stability i think the usos add that and they had the credibility of being the best tag team in the goddamn world so word is joe's gonna be on raw they had him planned and there so there was travel plans where a lot of people couldn't make it but not only that Samoa joe apparently showed up and had like one of the worst flus and could barely stand up and they weren't gonna let him on and he wanted to go uh, apparently they were gonna have a big deal like maybe that would have been the large spot might have been his spot there on raw um and so i think he's going since they sent balor over i think they're sending him over to raw but they didn't announce it unless it's going to be a surprise because no, they yeah, announced the what, full yeah. list. Oh, no, okay. they didn't announce it, but that was all the plans. Now, again, maybe that changes. I don't know. But, yeah, apparently he was, like, rotten sick. But, um, again, that's all conjecture. We don't know. We don't fact check, of course. So, who knows? I'm not going to call Joe up and be like, yo, Joe. Well, what I would do is I'd keep Joe on SmackDown as the United States champion. You know, this stupid show where it's the Shield nine millionth time final chapter, whatever the fuck it's called. That can't be the only match. So then put Finn's title on the line against Andrade again. Have Andrade beat Finn for the Intercontinental title. So you keep the Intercontinental title, the better the better of the two belts on Raw, and then Samoa Joe can stay on SmackDown. And again, I get what I want, and you get Chad Gable to take out Samoa Joe, come your new Olympic hero. That's what I want. God damn, that's a good storyline. <laughs> At B underscore double underscore D says, there's been so much blending of brands around WrestleMania season that I actually forgot who the hell was on what brand anyway. Hashtag tweet the table. That's very true. Outside of the AJ Styles and Roman Reigns, none of those talents to me 
solidifies what brand they were on. Now, the Usos, I guess, a little bit. They, they've been SmackDown since the jump and really haven't been on Raw to like jump around like Becky Lynch did there for a little bit. But yeah, other than those two talents, and Seth Rollins, I guess, would be a Raw talent in my, in my mind. Yeah, none of them scream, they have to be on that one show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Um, let's see, where were we at? Uh, we had the Sami Zayn on A Moment of Bliss. Did we get a, an official that Zayn is on either brand? Did we get that? He's on Raw. He's, he's on, on Raw, Raw. yeah. Um, and how awesome was that? The oh, playing man. of the music three times. And he's like, hey, and watch this. Ole, 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 ole. And then <laughs> he's yeah. like, you idiots. Well, yeah, and I love that he still turned on him, right? Like, it was just, yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah, he's on fire right now with this. I, I can't wait to see where more of this goes. I love it. He, yeah, he is so much fun. And and think of this. Just think of this. Maybe not a year ago because they were both heels, but let's go two years ago. If you were to say in two years' time that Kevin Owens would be the big O honorary member of the new day and Sammy Zayn would be the one shitting on his hometown. I mean, would you even consider that? Like, no, and now look where we're at, where we're at, where Kevin Owens is the endearing baby face that we all like, he's fun. He's awkward. Isn't that cute? And Sammy Zayn's the one where like, you dastardly bastard, yeah. you shut your mouth. How awesome is that? Wrestling can be great. Sometimes wrestling is fun. Um, okay. Um, the Iconics taking on Bailey and Naomi, who Naomi is now on Raw. As we discuss, Bailey, uh, we'll know when we talk more about SmackDown is over there now, but, uh, she manages to get the win with Naomi, uh, against the Iconics, but the Iconics, so the women's tag champs get a bounce around. I don't know where they'll land when they lose the titles, but yeah, I don't one comment that Bailey made on SmackDown, and we're jumping ahead a little bit, is how she and Sasha Banks spoke into existence the women's tag team yeah, title. Well, well, here, here, allow me to speak into existence the elimination of the women's tag team championship because it's fucking a waste of space. <laughs> it who fucking cares, man? And I'm not saying it's a women's thing, but. For you to have the only championship that bounces around all of these ty- uh, brands and that for it to be in the middle of the show where it's not something like closing out the, the end of pay-per-views, man, get the fuck out of here. And again, it can move to where it's awesome and it's amazing. I'm not saying it can't. But as of now, miss me with all that bullshit with the women's tag team t- title belts. They look cool. I love the Iconics, but I don't need it. Get it out of here. This is where I say the brands need to be more distinctly different. Have a brand that has the women's tag team division. Have a, you know what I mean? Exactly. It doesn't have to be the only thing it has, but it also has that, right? Like it has that. Mm -hmm. And then the men's tag team division is over on one of these other brands. And the cruiserweight division is on one of the brands. And like you just mix and match, man. It just, it would feel much better and more different. And we wouldn't have to have these multiple belts across multiple brands. Like, yeah, it's just, it's a clusterfuck mess of just bloated constipation. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I, I like that. That's a very good. Good on you. That's good. Yeah. Um, EC3 getting served up to Braun Strowman because EC3 is just not welcome anymore. And here's the thing. And 
it's sad, right? When like a talent was so good in TNA comes back to WWE and you think, well, that TNA talent can do wonders in WWE and then it just all falls to the wayside. That's sad. However, I'm not joining any hashtag give EC3 a chance or fuck that. I don't, (laughs) he ain't it, man. So just ask for your release and go to AEW and you and MJF can fucking be a tag team of like the one percenters and just go do that shit over there. Cause you're obviously fucking floundering and drowning in WWE. So get the fuck on, man. I don't need to give you a chance. Fuck off. Well, yeah, at B underscore double underscore D says, yo, EC3, just ask for your release already, dog. Pretty sure they'll give it to you. Hashtag tweet the table. I don't know why he turned into Randy Jackson there all of a sudden. but um, Hey, dog. Yeah, is that a dated dog. reference? Yeah, Does anyone know yeah. who that is anymore? Yeah, I don't know. It might be. We're yeah. old. We are old, but B double D gets it. I know he gets it. He knows what's up, dog. Uh, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> to EC3 also. You know, it's like, um, I mean, like, I liked EC3. Again, in TNA, you know, given the chance to shine in a more prominent storyline, yeah, EC3 can do well, but he's not going to get that chance to shine here in WWE with the talent they have now. It's just not going to happen. So, again, yeah, I guess and I why think, are you here? Yeah, and, the, and for me, that one percenter can only be a main eventer. You can't say a, a, a one percenter in the opening story or in the opening match. So if you're going to be the one percenter, you have to be in the main event. And to be in the main event, you've got to go either back to Impact or AEW or Ring of Honor. Like you're not as good as Seth Rollins. You're not going to be in the same spot Roman Reigns is. So if you're not going to be in there, just get the fuck on. That's Mm -hmm. what. Again, now if money's great and all that, and you're okay, hey, fucking keep going. I don't give a shit. But. I don't think twice that EC3 is getting buried. I just go, oh, okay, loses again, and I move on. Mm-hmm. Not joining no fucking hashtag. Yeah, no hashtags for EC3. All right, uh, Becky Lynch taking on Ruby Riot, and the Riot Squad is broken up because Liv Morgan went over to what, SmackDown, right? Yeah, um, so. Good. Yeah. Look, look, for as much as we were saying, like, oh, Poor EC3, he got put through a table. How many fucking times did we see the Riot Squad just get their asses beat by Ronda Rousey or Charlotte or Becky Lynch? So they didn't look aesthetically pleasing as far as three people together because it made no sense. We were, again, never given a reason why. Uh, So, yeah, break them up. Fuck them. And Liv Morgan, I like looking at her. Get her by herself. You know what I mean? (laughs) Lacey Evans confronts uh, uh, Becky Lynch and then Natalia is there to take her on. You know, there's all that mess that went on there. Um, Lacey Evans, I'm kind of glad they fast-tracked her up to a main roster. I'm glad they're finally starting to do something with her now. But uh, she's clearly, you know, from an athletic standpoint, and and she's fine enough on the mic to get her out there compared to some of these other uh, folks they keep running out. You know I mean? I, I could see some good stuff for her in the future. Well, I love Becky. This is my point on on that storyline, and, and it's just from watching television only, not on Twitter. Now, on Twitter, Becky Lynch is still killing it as always, right? Just digging into Lacey Evans, saying, "Oh, you're a blonde from the Carolinas, and you do a backflip. Are you sure Ric Flair is not your father?" Like, it's fucking perfect. However, right. on Raw and SmackDown, the writers or her needs to take a firm stance and put their foot down and get back to being Becky badass because this Becky two belts where I'll just knock the heads off all you dopes, generic promo, generic promo, that's two weeks in a row, right? And again, 
week after WrestleMania, the glow, the honeymoon phase is still there. I get it. Week two, okay. Shake I'm still up, stalling. Gonna, yeah, I'm still going to buy into it. But next week, I got to have Becky Lynch, I don't know, get, get arrested again. Not that, but something needs to catch my attention. Because on Twitter, like I said, she's still murdering it, but she's becoming very generic. Well, that's what they forget. It's that what made it's not that like oh she made it we all like her now we're just gonna like her forever no it's that we liked what she was doing and you know what i mean like it was the coolest thing anybody was doing was her attitude so you have to keep swagger. doing it right right yeah, you have to keep doing it her attitude her swagger all have to have to be there and right now it's not it's a character of what it was just like a little not a character it's just like a, a shell of it yeah yeah all right anyway um Hmm. Let's see. Okay. Uh, okay. So we had that, another Bray Wyatt promo, and then even on SmackDown, we had another one of those that we'll, we'll hit. But that's he's going to be a crazy puppet master, I guess. Maybe. Sure. Well, it's a buzzard. That's what it is. Well, but, but the SmackDown one was a doll, right? Yeah, that's uh, Sister Abigail. Yeah, is is a doll? Wouldn't that be weird? What if he's carrying around a doll like the urn, like the Undertaker did? <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> like a voodoo doll would make yeah, sense. He's from right. the yeah, it, New was, Orleans it, was just, bio. it was Sister Abigail, but it was a doll the whole time. But it's a crazy looking mm-hmm. saw doll. Yeah. Um, okay, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, and Roman Reigns taking on Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush. Um, they did pretty good with the not leading on to who it was. You know what I mean? Like, and then it's you know. It's Although, did you catch the did you catch the backstage promo where AJ Styles almost accidentally walked out? Oh no! Uh, <laughs> yeah, Seth Rollins was like, "Oh man, I guess this guy's trying to get out uh, and uh, and reveal himself early." Because I think it was by mistake. I think AJ just didn't hear the the promo. Right. He and he like opened the door to, and just shut it. Yeah. He's going out to uh, take a shit. Yeah. Look. AJ Styles on Raw is fucking awesome. That's uh, like again, I don't trust the WWE can do a fucking um, st- uh, good proper storylines anymore. So let's just do this next week. Num- who becomes number one contender for Seth Rollins? Do a tournament, a one night tournament. Fought three matches. You know the winner has to compete in three matches. AJ Styles wins that tournament. Put in Bobby Lashley, all those fucks, right? AJ Styles is your new number one contender. Let's have him hammer home the goddamn uh, number one contender, Seth Rollins. He ends up. This is what I'm doing. I'm writing you the whole storyline for the next okay. six months into summer summer six swim, right? Months, all right. Yeah, because this is what you do. Except for there's a little bit of a hiccup because Finn Balor was in there, but now he got traded. Or moved over. But you have AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins prevails. It ends up driving Seth Rollins or ends up driving AJ Styles to a heel because he's like, this motherfucker isn't better than me, but I think he might be better than me. One of those kind of heel things, right? right. So he turns heel. Then I would have had Finn stay on Raw. And then you do Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. You have mm-hmm. Carl Anderson and whatever uh, his name was, uh, Luke Gallows, join AJ Styles, go up against the babyface Finn Balor, mm-hmm. and do the Bullet Club Bullet Club thing, that which drives Finn Balor to become the demon to prevail, right? Then after that, so you got two programs back-to-back where AJ's lost. He went from babyface to heel, and then heel, obviously, he lost to the demons. Okay, so you know how you revitalize that character? Still keep him as heel, but you have him go over 
the fucking heir apparent to when he retires, Ricochet. And you have heel AJ Styles and fucking Ricochet. That's tearing the house down every goddamn time. And that's your SummerSlam match. Heel AJ Styles with the Bullet Club versus Intercontinental Champ Ricochet. Wabam! I like that. That's really good. Fuck yeah, it's great. Higher T Mac. All right, so Raw ends. Let's run down an official list of everybody that made the jump to Raw in this year's Superstar Shakeup. You ready? Mm-hmm. Cedric Alexander. Any thoughts? He's the man that Charisma forgot, and I will mm-hmm. always remember when Enzo said that because that's what I always think of. Uh, Eric Young, and that split up Sanity because Killian Dane stayed on SmackDown, and apparently Alexander Wolf is either leaving or maybe can't wrestle anymore. Maybe something's going on there where he might not be around on TV. Well, hopefully it was Eric Young because Eric Young needs to stop because he's uh, hideous to look at and his character is stale. Well, so, bye. he's going to Raw. Lacey Evans, we talked about EC3. <laughs> Uh, Naomi, The Usos, Rey Mysterio, Zelina Vega, Andrade, The Viking Experience, Aleister Black, Ricochet, The Miz, and AJ Styles. Not a bad class, right? To switch over to Raw. I think all of them can find their own niche there. They're all identifiable, you know, characters, yeah. as it were. You know, so. of, of that entire bunch, I think immediately we need to have Aleister Black turn heel on Ricochet. Immediately. Like yeah, Monday. Right. Like Monday. Let's get that going. Yeah, let, yeah, let's get that going, right? Because you don't expect a heel turn or any type of turn the next week when we're like, okay, here's the rosters. Well, so let's just fucking do it. And nobody is like, oh my God, I can't wait until Black Ache is the tag team champions. Nobody gives a fuck, so let's do something cool, right? Yeah, exactly. Like Nobody is like, my favorite tag team of all time, Aleister Black and Ricochet. Nobody's fucking saying that, so let's do something. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to move over to SmackDown. That's what we're going to do. Um, <laughs> the uh, Let's see. Uh, the Kevin Owens, right, coming out. The Kevin Owens show. Loved it. Uh, Loved it. He's fun. Uh, and then, so... The uh, Kofi and and Xavier Woods they come out that that this whole thing was fun. Him being like, "I can do this. I'll be the big K." And then he's like, "No, no!" <laughs> like he immediately was yeah. like, "No, the big O." <laughs> it's funnier yeah, so that fun. way. Yeah. yeah, I like that he could he he wasn't afraid to move his hips. Yeah, uh, I like that he ate the pancake off the ground backstage when they did the initiation. Yeah, I like the big I O. Also, now, like that he actually can't move his hips. Like he was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the thing is, I think it's great for – I don't want to see two weeks of this. I think that's a great, you know, SummerSlam when the New Day backs it, you know, uh, runs into Kevin Owens backstage and we have a backstage segment and they're like, remember we were cool? And then you call back to this night. That's how it should be done. I don't need to see two to three weeks of Kevin Owens in the New Day and then Kevin Owens turns because he's Kevin Owens. I don't need that. I just need a little little taste, a little – and then let's just move it on, right? Let's keep Kevin Owens as a babyface. We'll turn him heel later on someone else. New day. Let's keep him rolling with Kofi as the champ. Because that's the thing I think is, keeps getting forgot about is Kofi's the fucking champ. Yeah, we've got right? to we do need to have someone fight him. Yeah, yeah. we've got to do something because he's not been in. There's no storyline yet identified as to who's taking him on, right? Now, it's a good way to right. stall and get over some of the honeymoon phase where they don't have to take it off him so quickly, right? It, it helps in some of that stall. Um, I don't get the feel that they're ready to be like, okay, he's going to lose his first. We're not going to Sasha Banks him, right? So who is yeah. he going to take on? Who would be your guest that they do, and who would you do? 
Randy Orton. Is who they're going to do? No, that's who I would do. Because it's a good, right? Like if I told you Randy Orton beats Kofi Kingston, become champ, you'd believe that, right? So it's someone who it's not like, um, it's not a uh, Jinder Mahal type of contender where you're like, well, no one's going to fucking let this guy win again. He sucked, right? So Randy Orton winning would be believable. So the the uh, aspect of unpredictability is still there, mm-hmm. and it adds good credibility to Kofi Kingston to get past a Randy Orton. So then let's say he gets through three contenders, having one of those names be Randy Orton makes you seem like a stronger champion. So that's who I would do first. And what the fuck is Randy Orton doing? Nothing. Nothing. Yep. He could do that. He could beat Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt. Uh, no, he's going to Raw, huh? Wyatt, or maybe not. Maybe he's going to SmackDown. Uh, maybe yeah. He comes in, and since he'll come in with this hot new gimmick, they'll make him lose his first like seven matches. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could really do like you could have him go through Randy Orton, mm-hmm. and then Kofi could go through um, a Lars Sullivan because you yeah. know that's going to fizzle out quick. So might right. as well get the match out of it now yeah, and then have him himself right right and then have him uh take on the emerging bray wyatt who went through two guys on the mid card and now oh my god is this is the darkness of the buzzards going to overtake the brightness of the new day right there there you fucking go there you know right, then he wins that and then the next you know, then you're like SummerSlam. then well then then big e turns on him when he comes right, back and then that's right. what's fucking get back Right, and he's like, you brought the big O in? Like, that's why he's man. <laughs> you forgot about me? Because then you could do, because that's Day how you can get Big E pissed. Well, that's how you get Big E pissed, right? Yeah. Is you just make, in two weeks, another honorary member, right? Now it's, yeah. um, I can't think of another baby face that's well, still see, who, on SmackDown. Who went over there? Who went, Roman uh, Reigns. It could be well, Roman Reigns as an he's honorary member. He's Big G, yeah, Chad Gable, right? right? And then he's the out big there doing dog. something stupid. Well, you do the big dog with Roman Reigns, right? right? Mm-hmm. And he can be an honorary member. Otis. And then you do it. Uh, yeah, Otis. Right, right, exactly. And then when Big E comes back, he's like, you motherfuckers think I'm just replaceable? And that's what causes the heel turn. Mm-hmm. I like that. Good. Man, hire T-Mac. All right. Um, Intercontinental Championship, Finn Balor, Ali. I don't know if the title was actually. It's a non-title. Um, but, yeah, good match. I mean, Ali, I felt like. Just missed an opportunity to catch fire. It all transferred mm-hmm. to Kofi, you know? Yep. Yeah, he just looks at him and goes, what could have been? Man, if you wouldn't have got concussed <laughs> or whatever it was, right? Wasn't yeah, you got to hide that shit next time. <laughs> Yikes. No, don't listen to T-Mac. Don't hire T-Mac. <laughs> Not for medical advice, obviously. Right. I'm in a goddamn neck collar. But hire, him to uh, hire me for writing. You're being the writer's room. Fuck that guy. Get him off the doctor's table. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I wrote this. He fucking- needs to do the heel we turn. Know, God damn it. Time for rewrites. I've got to record the podcast. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then they went backstage and they were doing uh, Big O's initiation, which was so fun. Uh, he's like, these yeah, are cold. The- like, I can't eat these. They're like, you got to eat them. Yeah, he ate one off the- <laughs> Yeah, and then he ate one off the ground like legit it looked like. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was good stuff. Um, Carmella, Charlotte Flair. You know, sure. Hey, yeah. that, that's always a good match. Fine. And then Lars yeah. Sullivan beat up our truth. Yep. Yep. Cool. I mean, like nothing was wrong with that is what I'm saying is like, okay, yep. Totally yeah. get it. Uh, I like where they went with Paige was going to announce a team and then her old team comes out and they're like, ah, and she's like, oh, actually not. But then 
they bring out one half of the fucking uh, cartoon Sky Pirates, and they just team it with the other Japanese girl on the roster. Instead of bringing up the cartoon Pirates, I just don't get what they're... If your intent was... Send Oscar back down, then, and bring up the Sky Pirates as a women's tag team, then. Like, that's what that is. Like, what are you doing? Well, I think uh, the other Sky Pirate is going to beat... Um... Washed out. No, it's going to beat... Um... Oh, yeah. The oh, champ in NXT. Fine. What the fuck is her name? Why? Who cares? Send Asuka back down. She'll be the champ. Send the Sky Pirates back up as an actual tag team. Yeah. I mean, look, you have no... And again, I need some rhyme to the reason. Right. Why is Paige managing right. these people? Right. These two random people who had nothing to do with each other until now. It doesn't... That's Yeah, and Asuka doesn't fucking... Asuka just tapped out... Last time we saw her, besides losing to Charlotte, she tapped out Becky Lynch. Why is she now like, oh, I'm in tag. At I'm in tag. At Kitty First Lady says, so EO is staying to beat Shayna, I suppose, which is fine. And Asuka yeah, and Kyrie right. can be the new jumping bomb angels. Hashtag tweet the table. I, yeah, no, you can't like, say bomb if you can't say war. You can't say bomb in an airport. All right. uh, <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. Um, and, the one yeah. thing in that segment, though, is did you notice Bailey was getting booed? Yeah, although I did like how she kind of was, um, uh, uh, gosh damn. Oh, no, she did this um, later, didn't she? With, um, I don't know, how did this whole thing break down? Yeah, um, Becky Lynch was out there, right? And then Yeah, Bailey Becky was Lynch all, came right. out and then everyone, yeah. Right. And then Bailey like was getting She's like, oh, we haven't seen each other in a while, right? Like, that's the fun stuff. Get into that. Like, they need to go at it. Yeah, and I got into a little tiff, I guess you could say, uh, with Katie Shamber. Her, good friend mm-hmm. of the show because she goes why are you guys booing bailey and i said because it's a stale product mm-hmm. and then she went into the whole like i respect people who work hard uh and do what what they're given and i'm kind of shitting on that response because you don't fucking know could be mm-hmm. bailey's idea to like i just want to keep on doing this <laughs> but bailey stated on smackdown i left all my hugs on raw okay yeah. so now you've established and i'm taking you verbatim that you do not hug anymore so the fuck do you do? Yeah, what? gimmick. And this the, is a gimmick yeah. world. So if you no longer hug, right. and you just say, "I want to be champ," well, so does the fucking girl in the fifth row. So does the guy in the tenth row. Like, and this is you all doable. have to do something. This is all doable. You can make one of your prominent storylines is Becky, like saying, "Like, no, fuck that. It's now my time." Right? Like, and her fucking turning her attention Bailey to ba- uh, yeah, sorry, Bailey to Becky, and then like. She's like, fuck this, like, okay, I came in here, I had the dream, I couldn't believe it, I was overwhelmed, all I wanted to do is hug, like, that shit's done, now I'm here, like, it's not a dream anymore, it's my life, you know what I mean, like, oh, it could just, oh, oh. oh, you could get really gimmicky with it, because you could say, hey, this is no longer my dream, this is your nightmare, oh, oh that'd be fun she for her to like say. do like a bear hug, right, like, <laughs> right, yeah, as the, as the damn, you know, the only hug uh-huh. I'm given is a bear hug now, right? And she, well, she, that's her finisher. Remember, it's the Bailey to yeah. belly hug. Yeah, the only yeah. hug, the only hugs that are coming now is going to be a Bailey to belly. That's it. It's pain. It's right? pain. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. All right, let's move on. And after, oh, so Ember Moon is also there. Neat. Neat. Um, then uh, Rusev Shinsuke and Cesaro took on the brand new day, which I thought was a nice touch. Them calling them that. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, um, Sheamus might be slightly injured from what I was reading online. I don't know, but yeah, he might Daniel Bryan as well. 
Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, again, uh, you know, then we get the, the Roman Reigns thing. Um, Roman debuts. I thought, I thought, again, I thought we touched on this earlier in the episode, but I thought it was cool how, you know, Vince said the biggest acquisition is Elias and he kind of meant it. Uh, one thing, cause poor Vince, he's still in it. Like in his mind, he's still 30, right? right. But his body is 110. But when Roman got in there and, uh, Vince is like doing like a standing shuffle as if he's like a lineman in the NFL. And he's like, huh, 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 what's going on? Huh? And then he just gets hit in the face. God yeah. bless Vince McMahon, that crazy old bastard. Uh, that was my favorite part is him doing the standing shuffle yeah. in place as Elias gets beat up by Roman Reigns. It was so funny. Uh, I forgot our final tweet to table from at Metaboard2 says, do you think Becky had to get special permission to call them belts instead of titles? Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, they were all calling them belts, but yeah, that's an interesting, like, did, uh, cause they're not supposed to call them belts, right? There's this- yeah, cause you're not fighting over, uh, a piece of jewelry. Right. You're fighting over prestige and straps. honor. They're not belts. Yeah. It's not a, a title match. It's a, or it's not a, a shot at the belt. It's a title match. Right. Yeah. He's very mm-hmm. strict about that stuff. All right. Let's run down the list of all the superstars that moved to SmackDown Live in the Superstar Shakeup. Um, we had a confirmation that Otis and Tucker fart noises will be on SmackDown. Mickey James, who's trying to get uh, MILF. To, yeah, the Monday Night MILF. Well, now she'll be on SmackDown. It can't be Monday Night MILF, which sucks, but they should have, they should do that. Remember when wrestling was fun? That would sell so much merch to country women. I'd buy a shirt. Monday Night MILF. Oh, that she would, she could have a re- renaissance of her career. <laughs> Apollo mm-hmm. Crews. Uh, yay. Chad Gable, you're high on this guy. He'll be there. Liv Morgan, Buddy Murphy. You just shit what? all over that. He'll be there. He'll be <laughs> you there. Asshole. I think he's great. He's yeah, he's not bad. Lars, uh, Kyrie Sane, Ember Moon, Bailey, Elias, the Intercontinental Champion, Finn Balor, and Roman Reigns, the guy with the wettest hair. Um, what do you think? I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's really interesting to have Roman Reigns on the shorter of the two shows and not the flagship. It feels very much like when they did the Superstar Shakeup in 2010 and they put mm-hmm. Triple H over on SmackDown. Remember when they moved Jim Ross and uh, Triple H over to SmackDown and Triple H was like feuding with the great Kali and Jeff Hardy and stuff? Feels like that's the move they did to Roman Reigns. So we'll see how he reacts to it and how it's. Um, uh, received. I think another big move of why they moved Roman over to SmackDown, though, is because in October they go to the Big Fox, and Big Fox needs big names, well, and yeah. why not get the big doll? Well, and the word is like Big Fox is really planning on, on Ronda Rousey, and if she's going to be getting pregnant now, she ain't going to be ready to be Right, so then you have launch, to Right. Right. So then you got to do Plan B, or either have Ronda take Plan B, and uh, <laughs> have Roman Reigns. <laughs> That's a joke to end on. That's a joke to end on. Let's get out of here. We'll we'll come back next week for episode 257 of the Spanish Announce Table. Fun fact, Jerry Lawler and Dutch Mantel, or as you know him, Zeb Coulter, were born the same day. The Spanish Announce Table.